Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Feels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter four of the book of John. If you haven't checked out the previous chapters, I have all of my Bible studies and study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. You can go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, or I'll also have it linked in the show notes here. Just click on that link, request to be in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll go on the units tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Also, before we get into this Bible study, I did want to just give you guys a quick reminder to celebrate my one year anniversary anniversary with this podcast, it's giveaway time. You can enter once a day from now until November the 11th. To enter the giveaway, just head on over to iTunes, write a review for this podcast, Faith Feels My Fire, the podcast. Take a screenshot of your review and post it to your Instagram stories. Make sure you tag me at underscore Lorena Camille underscore and that is one entry. Now for additional entries every single day until November the 11th you can go and screenshot one of the episodes from this podcast post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at underscore Lorena Camille underscore on November the 12th I will be announcing the winner on my Facebook group Faith Fuels My Fire so make sure you request to be in that group if you're not already in it so you don't miss out on me announcing the winner. All right, without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. I'm just going to pick up where I left off on verse 16, and it says, He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place we worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you'll worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Okay, so I'm just going to stop right here real quick and discuss a few things with you guys. So whenever Jesus said, go and call your husband, normally... Whenever there's a woman at a well and another man is talking to him, the appropriate thing to do is to have your husband there too. But Jesus already knew she didn't have a husband. And whenever she told him she didn't have a husband and he said that he knew and he told her all the things she's ever done and that the person that she's with now isn't her husband, that was him showing that he was the Messiah. And she said, well, I see that you're a prophet. Based on what he said, she knew that he was a prophet. And then she tried to change the subject because he had brought up something that was an issue, something that was embarrassing to her that she had had five different husbands. And now the person that she's with isn't even her husband. And that was something that was very frowned upon in those days to be with someone that you're not married to, which it's still like that in these days, but it's more socially acceptable in this world today, the way that the world is. But in those days, that was 
a very big issue and she was living in sin, especially to be someone that knew about God and then she had someone that wasn't her husband that was living with her and she was living in sin. So she changed the subject and talked about worship to try and avoid the issue that he had brought up. So then here in verse 23, where he says, A time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. True worship and spirit and truth is not worship focused on outward sacrifices and different things like that. It's focused on the spirit and the Holy Spirit and worshiping from the inside. So that's worshiping in spirit. Now, worshiping in truth is worshiping according to God's words and in light of the New Testament revelation. So that's what Jesus is talking about here when he says true worshipers are going to worship in spirit and in truth. And then the woman says that the Messiah is coming and he's going to reveal everything when he comes. And Jesus reveals himself to her and says, I who speak to you am he. And I just want to point out this woman is a sinner. Jesus reveals himself to sinners. So it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. We're all sinners. That's why God sent his only son to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. He knew we were sinners. We're all sinners. But it doesn't matter what we've done in our past and the sins that we've committed. Jesus will reveal himself to us. And he loves every single one of us. So I'm going to continue reading, starting at verse 27. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I have sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Okay, so I'm going to stop right here and discuss a few things with you guys. So Jesus' disciples returned, and they found him talking to a woman. But they didn't ask about anything because they knew that they believed in him and trusted in him. So they weren't going to ask about it. So the woman went out to her town to tell everybody about this man that could be Christ that told her everything that she ever did. So then the Samaritans came out of their town to make their way towards him. Well, in the meantime, his disciples had urged him to eat something. They went out to buy food. They wanted him to eat something. But he said that he had food to eat that they know nothing about. And then... His disciples were like, well, did someone bring him food? Like they were so confused. So he went on to say that his food is to do the will of him who sent him and to finish his work. So Jesus's true satisfaction was doing the will of God, his father, and finishing his work. So he came onto this earth. He had a mission. He knew exactly what he came to do. He came to save the world. And just like we'll see in the further chapters, 
we will see a verse that says it is finished. So he came to do the will of God and to finish his work. That's his true satisfaction and that's his spiritual food. Just like we talked about last week about spiritual food and water, this is the spiritual food of Jesus is doing God's will and finishing his work. And then Jesus talks to his disciples about the harvest and reaping and sowing. So the idea of the harvest meant that there were many people that were ready to receive the kingdom of God, and he wanted his disciples to not wait or delay, but he wanted them to reap the harvest. And he said, look at the field. And that was an interpretation of the people that were ready to receive Christ. So there's three different things here that Jesus says to his disciples about the harvest and reaping and sowing. He says that their work in the harvest will be rewarded and the good of their work would last forever. And every worker is going to rejoice together in their work. And he says, thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true, because he sent them to reap for what they haven't worked for. John the Baptist and Jesus sowed the seeds. They were the ones that John the Baptist testified about Jesus Christ and was baptizing people and letting everyone know about Jesus. And then whenever Jesus came down from heaven, walked on the earth, he's been performing these miraculous signs. Many people are starting to believe. So they have sowed the seeds. Now Jesus is giving his disciples the opportunity to go and reap. All right, so I'm going to read from verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. So these are all the verses that I'm going to read for this part two of this Bible study. But I'm going to discuss these last verses with you guys here. So because of the woman's testimony, a lot of Samaritans believed and they asked Jesus to come stay with them and he stayed for two days. Now, remember from part one of chapter four of John that Jews didn't associate with Samaritans at all. And so the fact that he even went through Samaria was something that was almost unheard of for Jews to do. But if they did, they very quickly went through Samaria to get wherever they needed to go. They wouldn't have stayed. He stayed for two days because he knew he had work to be done there. He was on a mission to save lives and a lot of people put their faith in him. And because of his good works and everything that he did while he was in Samaria for those two days, they no longer just believed because of the testimony of the woman, but they put their faith and trust in him because of what they saw while he was there. And they knew that he really is the savior of the world. And just like I said last week in the Bible study, that just goes to show that there's going to be places that are uncomfortable for us or that other people may tell us that we shouldn't go to to spread the gospel and let other people know about Jesus Christ. But we have to do that because there are people that we may have never even thought would come to Christ that will come to Christ and believe in him. And we will never know that if we don't get out of our comfort zone and spread the gospel to people that we would have never spread the gospel to or stay in places that are uncomfortable for us. All right, so that concludes part two of chapter four of the book of John. Next week, we will do part three and that'll finish off chapter four of the book of John. But before I let you guys go, I did wanna say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. 
Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Lord, I pray that you open up their eyes to see the truth of your words, Lord. I pray that you open up their heart, their mind, and their spirit to you, Lord. I pray that they see the truth of your words and that they get out of their comfort zone and let other people know about you and how amazing you are. I pray that they're able to discern their truth, the truth that you want them to see. I pray that they're able to discern that and to let other people know about it and show other people how you've changed their life and the amazing things that you've done. I love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.